welcome back to the Fantasy Madness Podcast with me, your host, the Mad Chatter, Ryan MK. That's right. Thank you for joining me. I do appreciate it, every single one of you. Not sure how many of you there actually is, <laughs> but I appreciate you all nonetheless. Yes, 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 yes. So please, follow at RMK Madness on Twitter, on the gram. Please do, please do. <sighs> well, I hope... This past week hasn't been terrible for just everyone, at least on my side of the fence, if you know what I mean. It's been nerve-wracking. For me, I mean, I mean, I saw someone post on Twitter, it's, how can someone, how, how are people so stressed out about something they can't control? This is a big deal, this election. If you fall in the same kind of beliefs that I do, that, you know, President Trump is quite the monster, and another four years of him would be rather detrimental. Yes, we don't we don't want that. So, yeah, a bit of a stressful week. It things looking good now for a Biden presidency and no more Trump. But you know he's gonna make it hell on his way out. He's already throwing a fit, acting like a crybaby. His hypocritical supporters are. T- <laughs> Remember four years ago. All the quit your crying, you lost, nobody cares about your feelers, those sorts of things. (laughs) I also love the whole, the whole, stop the count, count the vote, stop the count. (laughs) Like, they're just, I really, you do remember, Trump said years ago, if he ran for president, it'd be Republican because... Republicans are stupid and they believe anything he said. And hey, look, it's, it's just proven true. It's just proven true. I saw one lady on Twitter was looking at the little maps because everybody's looking at the maps, right? The election map. And she looks at Nevada and she's like, oh, look at all the red. How How is Biden leading that? Look at all that red. Bitch must not know much about geography. So, oh, it's taking forever. You know how sometimes you got to run to like a Walmart or a Target somewhere busy on a busy day like a Sunday. There's nowhere to fucking park the mall. You're just driving around. Feels like it takes forever. Well, this election feels like it's taking longer than that. But there's a little comfort in knowing that Biden's likely to win. And, uh, you know, one way or another, even if it's kicking and screaming... Being dragged out kicking and screaming. Trump will leave the Oval Office in January. It appears. So that's good news. Meanwhile, COVID is kicking into high gear again. And we're in the flu season. You know me. I've been talking about this. We got to do our best to stay safe. It's scary shit. It's just getting worse. And the problem is now is that if we just would have done the lockdown right you know then we could have got back to some normalcy like everybody keeps you know the the covid deniers or or detractor or however you want to put it these people that don't want to do things right they're pointing to how oh look at places in europe they're spiking again and blah 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 yeah but look at all the time they went without cases and 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 Yes, of course it's coming back around now. There's no vaccine. It's fucking flu season. This is what happens. 
And I know, I know, we're starting off the show all sorts of political and and talking about the scary COVID pandemic. I, but you know, the, all this shit bleeds into football. Now, Trump going away should make uh, the president less of an aspect of, you know, football in general. <laughs> but COVID, yeah, it's definitely bleeding in. I mean, it's not stopping the NFL. They still played Thursday night football, despite uh, both teams missing multiple players due to the COVID situation. And the 49ers add in the injuries, they're just fucked. They, they, they can't keep, again, they keep kicking the can down the road. They, they, they have this on-the-fly sort of approach to this thing, and I don't, at some point, that's going to fuck them, I feel like. And that's going to fuck us. Eventually, I mean, in essence, because we're the fans, right? So we'll see how this all plays out. But there was Thursday Night Football, so we might as well get into it. What little of it there is to discuss, because the Packers just fucking romped, just smoked the Niners. Again, Niners, banged up. They're already down running backs, and Jimmy G, and George Kittle, and, and then you get all their receivers on the fucking COVID list. And, like, what do you... Blah, blah, blah. They're fucked. People thought Jermichael Hasty might do some work. I did, too, based on what has been going on with McKinnon. But it was actually McKinnon in the lead role there. 52 for one. Three catches for 16 yards. And then Richie James comes out as the top receiver. 184 yards and a touchdown. On the Packers' side of the ball... Aaron Jones did end up playing. Nothing special, but he wasn't terrible either. And then you had Devontae Adams. Ten catches, 173 yards, and a touchdown. He's just the fucking man. What can I, What else can you say about him? Marquez Valdez-Scatling had a nice little sighting. Two touchdowns for him. And then you got A-Rod just dealing, you know, doing his thing. I mean, I think Mercedes Lewis got the fourth touchdown, but four TDs over 300 yards for Rodgers. I got him in my guillotine league, so he is treating me nice. But that's about what you had for Thursday night of foosball. So let's go ahead and get into the rest of Week 9 Madness. What the fuck? <laughs> Whew. Another crazy week. Another week of madness. Week 9. About that halfway point, right, peeps? For the for the NFL season in general. We've already kind of hit the, the you know, the halfway point in the fantasy season, but we get into week 9. You got your bye weeks again, obviously. You got Cincinnati, Cleveland, the Rams, the Eagles, bummed that Fulgham is off. I was really getting used to uh having him. So it's a bummer with that. But other than that, we're ready to go. Ready to go for week nine. So let's get right into it. Giants at the Foreskins. That's right, at the Foreskins. I do have Washington winning this one, 17-13. And I decided, you know, I need to start throwing in the scores like I did last year. Just because, you know, for, for you know, fun purposes and for anyone who, who cares to, you know, take the advice. So, 
Washington, I got winning this one, 17-13. I just think it's kind of a yucky game, kind of blah, but I do think there's a little bit there. You know, two tough defenses as well. Don't forget that. Both defenses are playing pretty well. And I just think it, it's the, the Giants have no run game. I could see Shepard having a solid game. I could see Slayton getting in a couple of deep catches. And then for Washington, I think it's going to be a lot of check down Charlie to Antonio Gibson for Kyle Allen. And I do think he'll take a few deep shots to Terry McLaurin. And I do think, you know, McLaurin's going to get his. I think the safest bet in this game to me is McLaurin. But I do like Shepard and Slayton and Gibson as well. So, moving on. Chicago at Tennessee. I got Tennessee bouncing back. And I know I thought it would happen last week, but I do think it happens this week. 27 to 17. They're at home. They did add Desmond King to their defense, which I do think helps. It is an upgrade. So we just need to say more. And honestly, they got rid of Vic Beasley, who was who was playing like trash. So they need Jadavian Clowney to step up for show. And they got Beasley out of there, so I think that'll be helpful. And then add in Desmond King. I think you're going to see a much better effort from the Tennessee defense. Chicago, they've got a solid defense, so I don't think it's going to be crazy. But I do think Tennessee takes it 27-17. to King Henry and A.J. Brown should have solid games. I also like Jonu Smith to get a little bit of action in this one. And then with the Bears' side, I think Allen Robinson still does his damage. And I do think even potentially David Montgomery have might have a bit of a game. What do you think about that, huh? What do you think about David Montgomery having a bit of a game, huh? And you know me. I like M- Miller and I like Mooney, but you just don't know which one's going to do which. Mooney's getting a lot of love lately. Not a bad flex play if you need him. All right, moving on to the next game. Lions at the Vikings. Okay, now this one. I got the Vikings actually 23 to 14 in large part because we don't know if Stafford's going to play or not. And if he did, if he does play, it's in a situation where he's going to basically have to hop on a different plane, get his ass uh, travel separately to get his ass to Minnesota, which I guess wouldn't be a huge deal. It's right there. But then, you know, have to play no Kenny Galladay, missing some practice this week. And we saw what happened at the beginning of the year when this Lions offense had no Kenny Galladay and it was garbage and Maybe a little further into the season. That was, you know, early on. And there's a lot of garbage early on in the season from a lot of teams. And so you do wonder, hey, maybe they're a little more, you know, comfortable now, in tune with themselves, that they could handle a game or two without Mr. Galladay. But given the situation with Stafford, I'm not trusting any of it. Any of it. And the Vikings defense is playing a little bit better. And... I just feel like they're going to steal this game because Dalvin Cook's going to fucking run all over Detroit. Sorry. And I do think it's a bounce-back game for Thielen. I think Thielen has a good game. Justin Jefferson. I almost said that really fucking weird. Justin Jefferson. JJ. He's going to get some action as well. But I do believe it's a Thielen kind of game. (sighs) My goodness. I'm just telling you, no Galladay means bad offense for Detroit. So me... I'm kind of, I know people are like thrilled about Marvin Jones, but Marvin Jones don't do a lot of that without Kenny Galladay there. Just saying. Just saying. I think that Lions offense is in trouble. Although, although, depending on who plays, I mean, if Stafford plays, maybe, because, you know, Marvin Jones did torch the Lions a little bit, or the Vikings last year a little bit. So we'll see what happens. Okay. Ooh, jeez. Carolina KC. We got the Panthers 
the Chiefs, and the Chiefs are going to take this one 34-17. It's just going to be a bad day for Carolina because they just their defense isn't there yet. I, I like what Carolina's doing, and I think they got a solid team, but I think they're a year away from really being something, and I know they're kind of on a skid right now. I thought they'd pick one up last week, but they got beat by the Raiders. I don't think it gets any better here because I think KC's going to fucking jump on them. And so if you got your Chiefs, you're going to play your Chiefs, right? And I just think they're going to jump on this Carolina defense, and then they're going to be ahead, and then you've got Teddy in comeback mode. And as much as I love Teddy Bridgewater, I don't think this is the best fit. I do think we're, we're going to see the return. Since we're getting the return of Christian McCaffrey, I think we're going to see ha- him have a game because I could see Teddy dumping it off a lot to him. I just did the Chiefs. It's not like they have this great defense. But if the Chiefs have a lead, this defense plays really well. And that bodes badly for Teddy, I believe. So I'm a little iffy on the Panthers receivers this week. But I could be wrong. I mean, if I got DJ Moore, I'm playing him anyway. But Robbie Anderson somewhere, man, maybe you look somewhere else. I know that sounds weird because everybody wants to say Robbie, but just say. That's my personal my personal take on it. Moving on. Houston at Jacksonville. I got the Texans winning this one 24-10. No Minshew mustache magic really at all this season, but definitely not this week. He's out. He's out with an injury. And Jake Luton, 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 Luton. This dude, six-round pick, rookie, he's going to take over. We'll see how that plays out. I'm expecting a lot from James Robinson, okay? Not a lot from the past catchers of the Jags in this game. As a matter of fact, James Robinson's probably the only Jag I'm playing. Yeah. Yeah. He's the only one I trust. Houston. Well, I think... uh, by week off, they've been playing better since, you know, the Bob Man, Bill O'Brien, since he went to ta So, I do think it's another good game for them. It's on the road. I think, you, you know, they're going to play well. They're not getting much from their run game. I really wish they'd fucking just turn the keys over. They're still, Bill O'Brien's gone. You guys don't have to keep using David Johnson. Give Duke a little run, please. 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 Johnson. I don't get it. I just don't get it. He's so efficient all the time. When he runs, it it just, it drives me mad. I'm not going to get into it. (laughs) But I think it could be a good game for Cooks, Cobb. I think they could be solid, but I do expect a Will Fuller day on Sunday. Just saying. Just saying. All right. Turning the page. Moving on. Yes, that's right. Baltimore at Indianapolis. I have got the Ravens winning this one, 20 to 17. Did I get a prediction for the last one? Yeah, I get 24 to 10 Houston. That's right. Okay. 20 to 17 here for the Ravens. I do think it's going to be closer than people expect, but a little bit of a lower scoring affair. I do bank on Hollywood Brown making a few plays and. I would play J.K. Dobbins, but maybe in the flex is best if you can. Temper expectations a little, because while I do think he could have a game, Indianapolis is a head of a defense this year. So you got to be a little careful. A little careful. 
I'm not quite sure about a JT bounce back here either. I know he was banged up. That's first that's first of all, that was part of the show. But he's just not looked the greatest. He's not been what we've expected. But there are some good points to be made in the Twitter analysis when it comes to Jonathan Taylor. One of them being that it's it's very obviously a run play when they put jo- Jonathan Taylor in. So, you know, it's pretty easy to just make sure he can only do so much, right? If they know it's coming, then they take Jonathan Taylor off the field. It opens things up a little bit more. So I guess people are suggesting more snaps, more passes, and that would make sense. And really, I do think if this if Philip Rivers can continue to play well and this passing game really gets going, then you really have to, you know, <laughs> worry about everything. But if problem part of the problem is is that Jonathan Taylor is struggling with pass blocking, then that's something that he's gonna have to improve on before he can, you know, really get that full, full load. And that's not a concern as far as I'm aware of. But NFL, different story. And, and you know, these goddamn Wisconsin backs. <laughs> People will say it. It's kind of true. There's something. Something in the water, maybe. So anyway, I'm not sure about JT. But Michael Pittman, I think he's going to make some noise in this game. I really, really do. And I like Jack Doyle as well. He's been getting a large share of the snap. I mean, he, and, and work. He's been getting looks, reception. Targets. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm recording this late Friday night, and I am out of my damn mind at this point. That's right. Out of my damn mind. As a, as a matter of fact, let me just, one sec. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Just a little bit of the marijuana. And there we go. <laughs> but Jack Doyle, still gaming. Even with Mo Alley Cox, Trey Burton. So I do think Doyle's worth playing here. And that's what I got for that game. <laughs> Moving on to the Seahawks at the Bills. Ooh, the Bills have been struggling as of late, and I don't think it's going to get much better here. I originally thought this could be a bit of a shootout. But the Seahawks did trade for Carlos Dunlap. I do think that helps. And I just believe that the Bills' defense, it's, it's not what it's supposed to be. And maybe some of that can be taken into account when looking at Josh Allen, who's not been great the past few weeks, despite, you know, they won that. You, you know, they've been able to maintain the division, but they, they really haven't looked good since the beginning of the year. So this is a very tough matchup for them because their defense is struggling. And I think Russell Wilson and the Seattle offense are going to go in there and kick some ass. I mean, I expect a big game from Tyler Lockett. You got DJ Dallas and Travis Homer in there because no Carson, no Hyde. But I think they're going to be just fine. And I, I just think... Russ Wilson's going to have a big day. And therein lies the problem with the Bills. Because then you're Josh Allen. 
and you're trying, you're in comeback mode. And a lot of times you see Josh Allen when he's in the comeback mode and he tries to do too much, that's when the mistakes happen. So that's why I started to rethink this game and go, ah, I think it's going to be another rough one for the Bills. For my brother's sake, I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> Although I do like Stephon Diggs in this game. I do think he makes he makes his hay this week. <laughs> then we've got the Denver Donkeys. <laughs> the Denver Broncos at the Atlanta Falcons. I can say that. I can say I live in Denver, so I can say the Denver Donkeys. Anyway, I do think the Broncos win this game, 24-21. to 21. I do think Locke has a good game because I believe this is a bit of a prove-it game. Atlanta's defense is not great. It's been better since no Dan Quinn, which is weird, but it's not great. And his defense, the Denver defense, is pretty good. So they should be able to put the clamps on the Atlanta offense at least a little bit. And so Drew Locke needs to do some work. He needs to. He's primed for a good game, and he needs it because he's not been great since his return. And I know he had the shoulder injury, injury, shoulder injury, shoulder injury. He's got the shoulder injury. There's a little tribute to the late Sean Connery, even though my Sean Connery impression is nothing stellar. But he needs to have a good game. <laughs> he really does. So I think we could see a good performance from Drew Locke with some action to Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler. I mean, Deshaun Hamilton's been making some noise. Now we'll look on P- Tim Patrick. If Tim Patrick, if he's there, I'm banking on him. That's a good DFS play. He's questionable. Questionable. So keep an eye on that. And then I think Melvin Gordon, Philip Lindsay, if he plays, he's questionable as well. I believe the Stemmer offense could play really well in this game. Because Atlanta's defense isn't that much improved. You know what I mean? Know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean, Ryan. And despite all of that that I just said, praising the Denver D, I still think Julio goes off. Todd Gurley might be okay. But Denver's defense, it's it's no slouch. So Atlanta's not just going to be putting up massive crazy points here. I don't believe. Whoo! You know what? Fuck it. Go Broncos. Next game is the Raiders at the Chargers. Who Used to be Oakland at San Diego. Now Las Vegas at Los Angeles. Yes. I've got the Chargers actually holding on to a lead in this one. I think they win 27-23 to in a bit of a shootout. I do think that Las Vegas is going to get some action going. I think Ruggs, Henry Ruggs, is actually going to have a bit of a day, especially the Chargers got rid of Desmond King. That's not good for their secondary. So I do, I mean, I'm sure they got some young guys they want to check out, so it's fine. But Desmond King, man, they must be kind of punting a little bit on this year. They have to be. <laughs> but would you do that? Would you? Well, I guess it wouldn't be up to, yeah, it wouldn't be up to Anthony. What am I talking about? <laughs> but, Ruggs, I do think, has a good day. And I also really think we're finally going to see a Brian Edwards sighting. Like a solid game. Like a 5 for 75. I'll call it that. 5 for 75. Maybe he even gets in the end zone. 
But that's what I'm calling. A little bit of a Brian Edwards sighting. But I really think LA is going to take charge. Justin Jackson, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, maybe some Hunter Henry. And they are going to do what they do, what they've been doing. And this time, they will be able to hold the lead against Derek Carr and the Las Vegas Raiders. There we go. Then we move on to Dallas, where the Steelers coming to town this Sunday for a nice little ass-whooping on, a, on America's team. I think they're going to take it 34-10. to 10. They're just going to sandblast these fucking Cowboys. <clears throat> and give me all the Steelers. I, give me all the Steelers. Um, James Conner? Yes. Yes, I'll take him. Uh, maybe even some Eric Ebron. Uh, maybe some Eric Ebron. Uh, I do believe Deontay Johnson, Juju, Claypool. I, I think you could start all three of them. I know there's a little bit to that whole Big Ben road versus home splits, but uh, this Dallas defense is terrible. This Dallas team is on the ropes. They're going to be starting yet another quarterback, and therefore I think they're going to get romped. I'm not trusting any of the Cowboys pass catchers at the moment. Nope, not me. That's not for me right now. (laughs) And it's hard to even trust Zeke. And now he's banged up, got a hamstring injury. I'd be surprised if he plays. And if he does, I surely as fuck ain't going to trust him. Trying to play the same week as the injury. Or a week after the injury. You know what I mean. So I do think Tony Pollard, because whatever quarterback comes in, you know, Tony Pollard's a little more elusive as a runner, and he's got those pass-catching skills that are a little above Zeke's, and that might, you know, that might be good for that rookie quarterback or that young quarterback, that whoever the fuck that. It sounds like maybe Cooper Rush. I don't know. It's, it's, it's such a fucking mess in Dallas. Should have paid Dak. Fuckers. <sighs> so, in other words, to sum up, give me all the Steelers and avoid... All the Cowboys with maybe the except if there's no Zeke, I might throw some Pollard out there. I don't know. That could be interesting. Interessante. On to Arizona and God damn sound effects. I'm just Miami at Arizona here. And I've got the cards, of course, twenty seven to twenty. We got Tua round two. And I do think he plays well. I do think he he's He's needed to do more, and he plays well. And the Miami defense is good. I'm just not going to say it's as good as it was last week. And part of the problem with the Dolphins in this game is they don't have uh, they don't have much of a run game. Miles Gaskin went to IR. Matt Breida's hurt. So you wonder that like Jordan Howard, Patrick Lay, ah, wah, wah, wah. So two is going to have to be thrown. So you're going to have to love Devontae Parker. Like, that's the one guy that I really trust in this game. I love Mike Gusecki. But Arizona, unlike the last couple of years, this year they're defensively really good against the tight end. And Gusecki, I, I thought the past couple of weeks he should have had a good game set up for him too, and he hasn't. I shouldn't say the past couple of weeks because I had a bye week before. 
regardless. <laughs> so, but again, if two is asked to pass more, Gusecki, tight end, safety blanket, hmm, could get some action. But when it comes down to it, pass catching wise, I'm only putting in Devontae Parker. That's right. For Arizona, though, Kenyon Drake may be out, but no worries. Chase Edmonds is here. I'm a little bit excited for Chase Edmonds, to be honest. I think he's trending in the right direction. I think he has a fantastic game. You're going to get a DeAndre Hopkins usual sighting. Probably not one of his bigger games because I also believe Christian Kirk gets some love. That's right. Give him a touchdown apiece. And one for Chase Edmonds. So, I've got... Again, Arizona win this one 27-20. I like what the Cardinals are doing. And I do think, like I said, Tua and the Miami offense gets a little more love after this one. But it's not enough to win the game. Moving on to Monday Night Football. You got the Saints at the Bucks, And I think the Bucks are going to win big. I still believe Drew Brees and the Saints are frauds. For the most part. And I know people are going to say, he's had some really good games. I don't. I don't. They're going to get smashed in the playoffs. That's that's what they're going to do. I understand the Vikings aren't in there this year to take them out, (laughs) which is fun. (laughs) But they're not. Nah. Because I'm telling you right now, Tampa Bay is winning the division. So that means they're playing in the first round. Good luck, Saints. Good luck. They might not even be playing at home in the first round. Tampa Bay's defense is for real. And, you know, I do believe Michael Thomas will be solid in his return, and you're always going to play Kamara. He should be fine. But this Tampa Bay defense is for real. And particularly if uh, the Bucs can get a little bit of a lead going, and that's possible because Saints' defense has a few plays, but they're really nothing special. And I think Brady's going to go off. Off. He's going to welcome A.B. in with some catches and a TD. If Godwin plays, I imagine he'll get in the end zone as well. I think Mike Evans could have a game here. Fine, I know he's been up and down this year. But I think he could have a game here. And I actually think Leonard Fournette's a decent flex. Game for the Bucks. Big game Bucks. Big game Bucks. Maybe that's what we'll call the pod this week or this episode. We'll call it Big Game Bucks. <laughs> oh goodness. Big game Bucks. And that's 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 not Monday night. Did I say Monday night football? Did I say Monday night football at the beginning of all that shit? I hope not. Maybe I did. But it's Sunday night football. <laughs> I know. I you know. suck, yeah, I know, I know. I it's I no excuses. I need food and sleep. I'm gonna use that excuse to the end of my days. Shit starts going wrong. I need food and sleep. That's all there is to and more weed, more weed. Oh, goodness, food and sleep. But that's what I got for you. On my thoughts on the week nine of madness. May I please have your attention? The store will be closing in five minutes. 
That's right. It's that time of the pod. Get the hell out of here and say goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. And everybody, before we go, remember to keep your eyes out for the infirmary. And I did want to say, I didn't, I meant to mention it at the top of the goddamn show. See, I'm so out of it. I'm telling you, I'm so, I'm so out of whack this week. I've been stressed. And now I gotta watch out for Trumpers. Everywhere I go. Because some of these motherfuckers, I'm telling you, they're crazy. Read some of the shit coming out about these people. Some dude talking about, in L.A., talking about shooting up Democrats. If Biden won, there was a fucking police captain in, where the hell was that? Alabama. That was literally (laughs) saying that anyone who voted for Biden was a traitor and needed to be shot in the skull. Oh, no. He said... They needed a bullet in the skull. And then he got in trouble, obviously. (laughs) Deleted that part. And then he tried to get on Facebook and defend himself. Like, people got all bent out of shape. Like, I just said, if you were a traitor, I didn't say Democrats and liberal, all Democrats. I said, if you're a traitor, you deserve... If you don't think a traitor needs a bullet in their head, then I don't know, I understand what the... Like, dude, you should probably just stop talking. Because you literally said... Anyone who voted for Biden, <laughs> like, oh, goodness, oh, goodness, crazies, crazies. But anyway, so I did want to mention at the beginning of the pod, but I failed to, that I know I missed a mini madness, and I apologize. Again, this week has been, it's been hard on me. It, it just our household. It's not just the election. There's a lot of stuff going on. Well, you know, regardless, but we we got some shit going on too. And then you've got everything else in the world. Like, it's just, it's insanity. Sometimes. It really is. But when it comes down to it, we'll make it through. We're fine. But I think everybody, particularly this week, no matter what they've got got going on, everything was heightened. Even for the the Trumpers, obviously. (laughs) Because they're not taking this well at all. At all. And, you know, I just think we got to hang in there. Because, especially because, we've still got a couple more months to go of 2020. We still don't have a vaccine for the, the COVID. And if Biden does indeed win, which it looks like he will... He's not going to be getting in there until January 20th. So that still leaves a good chunk of time for Trump to go crazier. (laughs) (sighs) Trying times in the U.S. of A. I can't tell you how many times I've just wanted to be the fuck out of this country. (laughs) But since I can't go anywhere else, I don't have that option. So I don't even allow myself to daydream it anymore. <laughs> and I just say, hey, let's let's see what happens. We're going to get through this. And uh, I guess I'm here for the, for the long haul. <laughs> oh, goodness. Food and sleep. That's what we need. <laughs> Food and sleep. And by the way, check out some New Japan Pro Wrestling. I've mentioned this on previous pods. I always, t- not always, but I occasionally talk about it on my miscellaneous debris pod, which if you really want to hear... A lot of my thoughts on, uh, you know, the election and everything going on this week and things like that. Please check out the Miscellaneous Debris Pod anywhere you find this one. Thank you very much. And 
It's good stuff. It's good stuff. <laughs> but you've really got to check if, if you've ever, ever had love for professional wrestling. Check it out. New Japan Pro Wrestling. And I'm sure you've heard of it. It's been... It's always been a blast. And I know it lost some American fans after Kenny Omega and Cody Rhodes and them boys all went and formed AEW. And they, they lost some fans because those, those dudes all left New Japan to come do that. But it's still amazing. And it continues to be amazing. And they just had the fantastic G1 Climax Tournament, which was a blast. And now we're heading into... Well, the run-up to Wrestle Kingdom, which is their version of WrestleMania, takes place every January 4th. And last year, they did a two-day event, January 4th and 5th, and now they're doing that again this year. And I'm like, oh, fuck yes. Fuck yes. And now, because of, you know, well, they had already delayed their G1 tournament because of the Olympics that were supposed to be there. But because of COVID, there was no Olympics. And then also, during... Well, previous to that time, they they couldn't run any shows because of the pandemic. So they were having to make up another tournament. So basically what I'm trying to say is, on the run-up to their biggest show of the year, Wrestle Kingdom, we're not going to have just one tournament going on. No, no, no. Two tournaments. Simultaneously, this is going to be great. Best of the Super Juniors tournament, which is for... Kind of the lightweights, you know what I mean? The the smaller guys. And that's the winner will get a shot at the champion. Also getting a shot at the champion will be the winner of the other tournament that's being run alongside it, World Tag League, which is just the heavyweight tag team tournament. Whew. It's a lot of stuff. I know, I just threw a lot of shit at you, but what I'm trying to say is... If you like wrestling at all, a little bit, ever did, check out some New Japan Pro Wrestling. It's about to get really fucking cool leading up to the best show of the year in all of pro wrestling. I guarantee it. Better than WrestleMania. It's, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Highly recommend it. Okay, let's close up shop. Let's get the fuck out of here. I can go get my food and my sleep. But just hang in there. Remember, hang in there, everybody. Okay? We're all going to get through this. We will. We will. Together. But really not together. Because of COVID. You know. You know. You know. So as always, much love to you all. I hope you have a wonderful, spectacular, fantastic weekend. You know, take a break from the craziness of everything of the week. Watch your football. Watch some New Japan Pro Wrestling. Ah, ah, ah. Enjoy yourself, you know? Try and have a good weekend. And hey, we'll get back to this shit next week. Chat again. So, stay safe. Stay vigilant. Stay mad. Because all the best of us are. That's right. <laughs> and ta-ta for now. Laters. At RMJ Madness on Twitter. And the ground. Let's start fantasy magic, show.